Hi, welcome to CA Today. I'm your host, Sarah Whitmire, and today is a special day because I am joined by my new co-host, Ryan McGinnis. Ryan, welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here, and thanks for um, trying to fill Brendan's shoes as we move on from his co-hosting to yours. That's going to be a tough spot. I know. It's going to be tough, but I think you can do it. I just hope I do Brendan proud. You will. Um, now, this isn't your first time on CA Today. You've That's been true. on the show before. Um, but just as a little reminder, can you tell everybody what it is that you do for BOCES and just give us a little information about yourself? So as a model schools coordinator, I am one day a week at Hinsdale working on technology integration. And the rest of my time is spent floating around the region doing the same thing, but with any district that wants to have me in. Fantastic. So lots of tech integration. I'm looking forward to um, working on sharing that information and knowledge on our shows. So yeah, look to get more tech tools out there. Absolutely. I'm happy that you're here. So um, the show that we have today is really us looking back on some time that we spent with a speaker who came to our region this summer. Um, So I'm going to let you talk a little bit about who that is, who we talked to, and um, the event that he keynoted for us. Yeah, we had Matt Miller come to our summer tech camp uh, back in August, August 20th and 21st. Uh, And Matt is, um, he's one of the most innovative people that we've seen as far as an education as a former Spanish teacher Mm -hmm. um, and just the way he's transformed his classroom. He's obviously written a couple books, ditch that homework, ditch that textbook in the new one. Don't ditch that text. Um, It's uh, amazing to have him here. He was fantastic. Uh, The response that we had from the Mm -hmm. participants was amazing. Uh, So looking back, it was just a great time to have, you know, somebody of that relevance here to speak with our teachers. Absolutely. He was, he was great. Um, And it was really awesome that we got a chance to sit down with him. The interview really says it all. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to play that and we'll come back on the other side and just uh, chat a little bit about it. So without further ado, here's us with Matt Miller. Welcome, everybody. We are thrilled to have Matt Miller, the author of Ditch That Textbook, Ditch That Homework, and his newest book, Don't Ditch That Tech. Um, And he just is fresh off of giving our speech and keynote uh, on day one of our CA BOCES summer tech camp. So Matt, welcome to CA Today. Thank you. And um, we got Sarah. I'm here. (laughs) We're really excited to have you. This is something I know that Ryan and I have both been looking forward to for the region, and it's great that you've taken some time um, after your very long day uh, to sit and talk to us about a few things. So thank you so much. My pleasure, totally. So, Matt, can you tell us about the journey that led you uh, to writing Ditch That Textbook? Oh, my goodness. It was such a journey, too. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, I could, I could give you the long, I'll, I won't give you the long, <laughs> long version, but um, I, I actually wasn't an uh, education major in college. I was a journalism major, and I thought hmm. for certain I was going to be a newspaper reporter or a newspaper editor. And uh, I actually got out into the journalism world. I was covering county government for a little newspaper. And I started to realize that digging up other people's dirt and asking the tough questions and uncovering corruption and everything just like made my stomach turn. Sounds like a drain. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it was. It was like sucking the life out of me. It just was not what I was put on this earth to do. Yeah. And um, my wife is a teacher. I did some some articles um, where I had to go into schools. 
and just something felt right about it. Mm -hmm. So after a long career of three months in professional journalism, <laughs> I quit and I went back into education. And um, in less than a year from the time I was in uh, working for a newspaper, in less than a year, I was in a classroom full of students. Wow. My own kids. Um, I was on an emergency teaching credential. So um, I was working towards my credential, but actually working in my own classroom. Wow. So for the first few years there, I didn't know any better, you know? So I was teaching the way that I had always been taught. Mm -hmm. So it was very traditional, very much by the textbook, workbook pages, worksheets, all of that stuff. And um, I started to realize, you guys have heard part of this story, um, <laughs> but I started to realize that, um, that I had this secret that my, um, my principal didn't know, my other teachers in my building didn't know, but my students all totally knew this secret. <laughs> and that secret was that the students in my high school Spanish classes couldn't speak Spanish. <laughs> kind of a bad thing you know it's the perfect story <laughs> yeah yeah so um I started to realize that my textbooks were almost like more of a hindrance than mm -hmm. they were a help towards my kids actually speaking Spanish and so I started thinking what could we do instead mm -hmm. of doing these rote exercises out of the book that aren't getting me results and I just started experimenting with all sorts of stuff and little by little by little started finding things that worked better than the textbook and the rest is history, I guess. So. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that's like a case of doing what you think you should be doing because other people have done it. And, you know, you do kind of get stuck. And, and sometimes you feel like you need permission to unstick yourself. Yes. And whether that comes from yourself or from hearing somebody like you speaking like mm -hmm. you were today, for example, just try something different and start yeah, small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like that little by little. And when you were talking earlier today, it was sort of like, I didn't really have a plan, right? but I, I just took off and did it. Yeah. I think that that's, that's cool. Yeah. And this stuck out to me too, Matt, today you said teachers are more than the contents of their textbooks. Yes. Um, and I think uh, that's just mind-blowing yet easy at the same time yeah right yeah and, and tons of our teachers retweeted that quote today oh I, yeah I missed that wow. yeah yeah it came up like it was over I was watching yeah. on my tweet deck I can't I I think it really resonates when when you f need to feel that validation that yeah. there's more than just me being able to open a textbook and teach kids yeah and that's what I think is so sad about you know places where there's prescribed curriculum and there's scripted curriculum and it's like you have to have you know those words with fidelity just mm -hmm. like make me want to puke you know? <laughs> I mean just we we are our own selves we have our own personalities we have our own unique strengths we know our students better than anybody else mm -hmm. and you know we need to have the professional courtesy and just the foresight to to be able to use those mm -hmm. to build the kinds of lessons that our students need right you know? and so often I think schools are afraid to let teachers mm -hmm. do what they're uniquely gifted to do right and I think we see that I know something that we've on the tech integration side we've seen is like OER like yeah open education resources and that kind of opens itself up too. like mm -hmm. some schools are afraid of these resources that are out there uh, instead of letting teachers pick and choose and yeah. find the content mm -hmm. that fits the best mm -hmm. for them. Yep, totally, totally agree. Uh, so how do you get the uh, information or ideas for your books? Ah, good question. <laughs> you guys have good questions, <laughs> man. Um, where do I get the ideas for my books? Um, 
I got to tell you, a lot of stuff comes from social media. And mm-hmm. when I say social media, I'm really talking about Twitter. Right. You know, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, um, I started using Twitter um, for professional reasons back, oh gosh, it's been like six or seven or eight years ago or something. Um, and I didn't realize that Twitter is kind of like this ever flowing stream of ideas and discussions and education philosophies and mm-hmm. apps and tricks and things they can use in class tomorrow. And it's like all of this stuff is just constantly right there. The it's yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, um, the more I started to get into it, um, it started to change me and my classroom. And I don't think that I'm overstating it when I say that when I started using Twitter more, mm-hmm. The people that I met there and the ideas that I saw there saved my teaching career. Wow. I don't I don't think that I'm overstating that because I was so in a rut mm-hmm. and I was getting really sick of teaching the way that I was. And it's just opened me up to, to so much. Um, and I think when you start to use Twitter like that, um, I, I kind of like the analogy of the stream, you know, it's Mm kind of like, think of Twitter like a river, you know, Um, there's always stuff flowing down the river, always water flowing down the river. That doesn't mean you have to touch every molecule of it. Sometimes people are like, oh, I can't keep up with Twitter. I can't keep, don't, you know? Right, right. You don't have to. Why do you feel like you have to? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you can go dip your toe in it for just a little bit, for just Mm -hmm. a couple minutes, or you can go jump right in and swim around in it for a couple of hours. so I like that as an analogy. I like that analogy a lot. I've got another one for you. Okay. This one I really love. So, um, Well, you are talking to the ELA teacher here. So. Okay, so you're all about analogies. <laughs> so bring them right? on. Yeah, yeah. So um, do, do you guys have Big Lots out here? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if anybody's listening they don't know what Big Lots is, it's this like, how do you describe Big Lots? It's like they've gotten all of this merchandise that other stores can't sell. And then right. they bring it in and they sell it. Sort of like overstocked yeah. merchandise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Twitter for teachers is a lot like shopping at Big Lots. Okay. So here's where I'm, I'm going with this. <laughs> Have you ever tried to walk into a Big Lots store with a shopping list? It doesn't happen. It no. doesn't happen because you never know what you're going to find. What you're going to find at Big Lots, but once you see it, you will see that one thing that you can't live without now. Right. And that's very much the way that it is. If you go in going, I have to teach a lesson tomorrow on the Iliad and the Odyssey. It's not going to happen. You're not going to probably find Yeah, you'll be on the struggle bus a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But if you commit to going in and seeing stuff every once in a while, you start to see those things that you can file away for later. And if you kind of commit to it long term, mm-hmm. like I'm going to grow long term because of this, and I'm not going to try to fix my problems for tomorrow. When you start to do that, I think that's where you really start to get the, the absolutely, good stuff, so. absolutely. We always say we always encourage our teachers to get on Twitter. I wish when I was in the classroom, I had known about it because yeah. it really is like the best free professional development you could ever want Mm -hmm. and you again you just have to not be afraid of it so Mm -hmm. when I tell teachers to get in and make an account I'm like just lurk like just kind of check things out you know lurk sort of on different hashtag threads Mm -hmm. and things like that you don't have to necessarily jump all the way in for hours and hours like we know Ryan does every day of his life to me it's like the cloud (laughs) DVR 
<laughs> it's like the cloud DVR of professional development. I yeah. will find things on there when I'm not looking for it. Uh-huh. And then what, when I'm actually on there looking for things, I go down the rabbit hole you of, do. oh, mm-hmm. here's how to use mm-hmm. my iPad, you know, 10 times better than I ever yeah. have before. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Just got to have an open mind. Yeah. Absolutely. And a willingness, you know. So here's Absolutely. your chance while we're talking about Twitter. Is there anybody you'd like to shout out as someone who oh, deserves do that some, to me. some followers? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll do, I'll do this. I'm going to do one just because okay. I don't want to forget anybody <laughs> but um i do have a uh, a new book that just came out recently called don't ditch that tech um it's really about doing differentiated instruction with technology like can we differentiate better and can technology help us do better mm-hmm. and i think the answer is yes and um my co-authors nate and angie ridgeway are brilliant and they had so many of the of the really good ideas in this book and I think they go way too far unnoticed on Twitter. So um, their, their shared hashtag, this is a mother-son duo that work off of the same account. And their, um, their Twitter username is Teach From Ridge. Okay. Okay. So um, go find it. I would follow. Go check. Them I out. will be doing that right as soon as we're done. Awesome. And, and Matt is at J Matt Miller. Yes. Yeah. And yep. at Ditch That Textbook. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got it. So if you weren't here today, it's well worth, well worth exploring the resources. And Absolutely. Stuff. It's Thanks. a wealth. Yeah. For sure. So, Sarah, this isn't your first time seeing Matt. Mm-mm. Last year, you were lucky enough to go see him at Erie One. Right. And I was not. I was booked somewhere else. <laughs> I know else. you're still want want Sort of. <laughs> want want is exactly. correct. Yeah. I, was I love that you just did that because <laughs> I, I literally ask. I do that all the time. Oh, really? All the time. And I really only do it because my four-year-old does it. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. She's always like, womp, womp. Uh-huh. I do it all the time. I love that. I'm glad you treat me like your <laughs> four-year-old. Yep. So there you go. Uh, I was not able to be there. Um, but what about Matt's message that day stood out to you uh, and, and really resonated? So what resonated the most with me and I think was picked up in this room today was just how um, easy you made everything seem. Like nothing nothing that you did when I sat in the room felt like this would be too much for me to try. Yeah. And I think part of that is your delivery because you walk us through it. And it's just like, here guys, look, like the setup is X amount of time. It doesn't take much. Here it is. Here it is in action. We get to experience it. And then it's like, wow, that really isn't that hard. Because I think a lot of times when we're learning new things, and we want to incorporate them into our classrooms, the burden is then to figure out how to do that. And that sometimes it feels a little overwhelming, um, that it's it's sort of like a big scary thing. But everything that you have shown and that I, that I saw that day, I was just like, wow. And, and what I also love is that you take things that teachers are probably already using. Yes. And you are able to transform them and use them differently. And I think that there's a lot of really innovative ideas that you have with with the tools that you share that if nothing else gives teachers a different perspective or a shift on things. And I have to say, I did that mystery Skype with with you there with a fifth grade class. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm Uh like, who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? 
Um, but I think you might have sold some people today on doing that. And I would, cool. I hope if you're listening and that's something you're doing, I would love to hear about it because that was something that really excited me. I was like, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple, but yeah. it's, it really is just like, you just change the way that you think about things, about yeah. tech tools. And that's what I appreciated. So yeah. And the number of text messages that I got while you were presenting <laughs> about Kahoot burnout. Oh, really? Um, oh. Of just the different ways of using those formative assessment tools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got teachers lined up, ready to go to try all these different strategies. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Um, so I know they're excited about that. Yeah. They, you know, those kind of things uh, have a tendency to drop in usage. Yeah, they're exciting. And then we do then them and then away. we do them yeah. a lot and then they kind of go away. But if you rethink how you're using them, and I like that you shared too today that EDU protocol. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with the field guide as yes. well. Yes. Yes. I share it. I'm uh-huh. like all the time, I'm like, guys, this book, there's a great protocol. She stole my book. Oh. I did steal your book for a period of time. I had two, and then I went on maternity leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I couldn't even get it back. It was oh, just, wow. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but right now, I think that book is out. Both of your books, that your Ditch That Textbook and Homework, uh-huh. are lent out to teachers of oh, mine. Cool. Yeah. So, like, those are my go-tos. That So, I yeah. love that you shared that today. But anyways. Yeah. I'm just glad that it, the, the region really was reinvigorated today. With yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, related to what we were talking about there, I think sometimes sometimes people will ask me or I'll hear it, people talk about what's the new cool website or app or something. Yeah. And I've kind of gotten less and less interested in what's new and cool and more and more interested in what's been around for a while Mm -hmm. because sometimes those are the ones that are able to work out the bugs and the kinks they're the ones that are able to do more testing with their users and figure out what they want they continue to improve their features they integrate with other stuff so like you know we talked about quizlet live quizlet's been around that's like the granddaddy of a lot of the tech tools out there um kahoot's been around for a long time Mm -hmm. and we looked at today we looked at instead of what are all the new cool things that might disappear in the next year we're going how can we use stuff Mm -hmm. that we're already familiar with or another thing i'm really excited about is how can i find like a tool that i can use seven different ways right instead of seven different ones that i can use one way you Mm -hmm. know that's one of the things i love about google slides and powerpoint for Mm -hmm. instance you know there's so much you can do with those um and you can get seven different uses out of it and the kids don't have to learn new passwords and new user interfaces and and all of that so i think simplicity that's always the struggle too when you introduce a tech tool you know, then it's like, well, my kids are going to take so long to log in, or can it be something that we integrate that they have a one-touch login to all mm-hmm. of these things? So, like, things like that, really, the more bang for the buck, mm-hmm. the more likely it is that people are going to mm-hmm. kind of use it, integrate yeah. it. Yep, exactly. So, what do you say to those teachers then, Matt, who says, like, that's great, but I have blah, blah, blah to do in my classroom, and I don't have the time to fit this in? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's... Such a loaded question, <laughs> you know, there's so, there's because there's so many reasons that, that I think they, they push back on that. Um, I think sometimes, though, I think the um, I think that the I don't have enough time thing sometimes is a little bit of a myth and a little bit of a trap. Now, I'm going to say that with the caveat of teachers never have enough time. Right. Um, and I think one of the gifts that administration can give teachers is time time to try things time to plan time to collaborate Mm -hmm. you know teachers are just begging for time um it was that way when i was in the classroom when i've worked with teachers in workshops and i asked them what is the one single hurdle 
that you have that is causing you to not do the things you want to do. It's always time. Right. But I think sometimes when we say, oh, my plate is already so full with so many things, I can't fit anything else on it. Um, sometimes some of the tools and the strategies that we have out there can actually save us time in the end. And sometimes it doesn't take as long to learn those things and figure them out as maybe we think. Right. And so in that case, you don't know until you try it. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the side of it, of if you find something new and once you try it, you know, it's kind of like, um, oh, what is it like uh, green eggs and ham? You know, <laughs> like, you know, uh, what is it? Sam says that he doesn't like green eggs and ham. I think that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I've read I know, green I'm eggs trying to ham. think the last time I read green eggs and ham. I'm <laughs> right. nodding. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in that case, it might be something where if you get a hold of this, I'm going to use Flipgrid as an example because yeah. I've seen so many people get excited about it and you see kids start to use it. And if you had just thrown up your hands and said, I don't have time to do this. I right. can't do this. I'm not going to do this. Digging heels in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that case, you're not going to get to see it. Right. But if you do see it and you start to see the way that kids respond to it, mm -hmm. it might reinvigorate your kids. It might even reinvigorate you. Yeah. And, you know, whenever we as teachers get that new fire, that new passion. We are an unstoppable force. Absolutely. And so just giving yourself permission to unleash that sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, it's just a big mindset shift. You gotta sort of be willing. Like getting out of your own way a little bit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I like the word, the, the fact that you just use the word passion and drive because mm -hmm. uh, we were just going to be talking about that next. Uh, <laughs> Sarah and I work together on uh, textbook series uh, book studies with Empower and Ditch That Textbook recently yep. uh, and a lot of focus around helping students with their passion projects and, oh, yeah. and mm -hmm. driving content in the you know, content areas. Mm -hmm. So how does ditching that textbook allow your students to kind of harness those those skills and yeah. find their passions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah, and I think that it does. Um, you know, I think whenever we do the march chapter by chapter through the textbook, you know, follow the table of contents of the textbook, then we feel like our hands are tied. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes that actually makes us happy, I think, to some extent. To some of us, that means that we don't have to make any decisions. That means right. that we don't have to take a chance. That means that we don't have to, it's like it's already done for us and mm -hmm. we're just gonna do it. Because if you're if you're not taking risks, then you're not worried about failure either. Because yes. with risk-taking comes mm -hmm. failure. That's something that we talk about a lot, mm -hmm. especially with Empower, you mm -hmm. know, with kids. And we want our kids to be able to take risks, but if we're not doing that ourselves. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think whenever we do that, you know, we're sort of handcuffing ourselves to what's already written in the book. But if we give just a little bit of flexibility there, um, you know, there's, there's so many ways to connect to our content standards um, other than the way it's written in the textbook mm -hmm. or the way it's written in our materials. Um, so if we look at our content standards as through the lens of this is something that we can use to help our kids get excited about this one area. Like there's there's all of these avenues, there's all these different branches that they can take. Mm -hmm. um, if we think of it that way, instead of the one path through this content is the path that the textbook takes. Right. You know, then I think that's one of those places where 
kids passions and interests and curiosity mm -hmm. you know can um guide some of that stuff and still stay within the content standards i think of um you know for instance uh you know i'll go with when i was teaching spanish mm -hmm. um the culture of Spanish-speaking countries was big. And I could have forced my kids to read the little half-page vignettes in the book about the Spanish-speaking countries and the different things that they picked out. Right. And sometimes the kids would look at that and be like, I don't care about that. <laughs> right. Because they had never been there. They had never reason to care about it. Right. But there's so many ways to get at that content standard mm -hmm. other than that one half-page thing inside of my textbook. Mm -hmm. So let's give the kids a little bit more of an opportunity to pursue something else, you know? Right, right. This is where I get deep, ready? When you said mentioned failure earlier. I'm scared. First attempt in learning. Like, it's okay to fail. It is. It's your mm -hmm. first attempt in learning. Mm -hmm. um, so I was always a big proponent in taking risks and mm -hmm. trying to push the envelope and finding those yeah. ways to make the connections to make the content yeah. more relevant mm -hmm. and well, more important. Well, can I riff off of that? You guys mm -hmm. keep coming back to risks. This is really yeah. one of my favorite topics to talk about. I think it's so important. Um, I think when it comes to risk taking, this is something I dig into in my uh, keynote speeches whenever I get to talk to teachers in this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that what we think is risky sometimes is not really all that risky. Okay. So think about that for a second. Um, when we try something new, let's say we have this crazy harebrained idea of something that would make an awesome lesson. Right. You know, we're gonna have kids make videos about this thing. We're gonna have them um, solve a big problem in the community through our um, content or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and we think that it's risky because there's a chance that it could fail. Mm -hmm. You know, let's compare, you know, if that, if, if we approach that and we, we try that project, you know, what happens if it does fail? Well, we have those kids' attention. Because right. Because we're, we're at very, very least doing something different. Right. You know? So they're paying attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it succeeds, it's so much better off than probably the normal thing that we did before. Absolutely. So in that case, does that sound all that risky? Right. Not necessarily. So it's like reframing. Yes. Yeah. So let's look at it from the other side, too. What about the stuff that we think is safe? You know, a lot of times we think what makes us comfortable is what's safe. Right. So in that case, you know, for me, a lot of times it's been um, lecturing in front of the class. Direct mm -hmm. instruction in front of the class makes mm -hmm. me feel safe and comfortable. But what happens when kids check out? Right. They might as well not even be there. And so it, who cares if it feels safe and comfortable to me? It's not getting any results. Right. It's doing nothing for the students. So it makes you think maybe what we think is safe in that case, is risky because it's not getting any results, but we're still doing it. And what we think is risky is maybe one of the safest things that we can do because huh. it catches our kids' attention. I think we've got it backwards. I, I, like I, I do like that. It, it is about shifting mindsets. Mm -hmm. um, that's fascinating to think Sorry, about. Sorry, I went on that no, total I like trail. It. But, I like yeah. it. No, I like it. Um, one of our core values at BOCES is, is, is um, innovation and risk. So as a department, we tend to talk about how are we taking risks. And I like think I've never really felt like, for example, this podcast was a big risk for me just yeah. in that I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know when I had this idea with my colleague, Brendan, and 
and Tim Clark helped us. We didn't know where it was going to go. And it felt risky, but when you frame it like that, like what would have happened if it failed? Like, okay, so we wouldn't have had a podcast, so it really wasn't that risky. So like, I yeah. kind of want to frame all of the risk-taking that I think I'm going to do yeah. with, with that mindset because it really – you know, like almost like, okay, so what's the worst? Is that really Nobody's gonna that die, bad? Right, you know? right. Yeah. I like that. And look where you've grown today with the podcast. I know. And now here we've got Ryan sitting by my side here, mm-hmm. keeping it going. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a self-described tech nerd, I'm going to ask the question that you alluded to earlier and tried to stay away from. <laughs> my current favorite ed tech tool, just in the recent ones, would be Wakelet. Okay. So I really enjoy Wakelet for content curation, and I know Sarah. I'm really, obsessed with Wakelet. She is. I'm obsessed. Shout out to Wakelet if you want to be an ambassador, Sarah. I do. I've um, applied. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt, what would be? Um, I know you said earlier you're looking for the ones that are have a long term potential. Yeah, you're not sure. necessarily into the new and shiny. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what, what would be the one that you would use the most? Not ha, ha, doesn't have to be the newest, but what is the one that you lean on the most? Or like okay. your favorite? Yeah. Uh, see. Those, those are two, two different things? different questions and have two different answers. So let's, okay. let's get to both. So I'll do both of them quickly. Perfect. Yeah. The one that I lean on the most, I think, is um, one that I alluded to earlier. Is, uh, for me, is Google Slides. Mm-hmm. Just because within Google Slides, there's not a whole lot of moving parts to it. You can add right. text, images, um, shapes, and lines, and videos. That's pretty much all you can add to Google Slides. So the interface is pretty easy. Mm -hmm. But what you can do with those slides, there's tons of things you can do with it. Um, For instance, I've got a post on my blog where I have a a template, an Instagram Stories template. Okay. I didn't see that. Where we recreated the idea of Instagram Stories into Google Slides um, because it's an app, a tool that kids have access to. Yep, and they use all the time. Yes. you can use it to make stop motion animation. You can use it to make infographics. You can use it to make like all of these different things. Um, that's the one I think that I lean on the most. Now, to answer the other question. <laughs> Which one is your favorite? What's my favorite? Now, again, favorite it may be a little bit of a misnomer because there's lots of them that I really like. Yeah. One of them that I'm excited about, um, and some somebody I bet somebody out there listening to this is going to roll their eyes and be like, yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> But I think the one that I have to pick for that is is probably Flipgrid. Yeah. And the reason is um, it has so many really good features. Mm-hmm. And the reason it has so many good features is because Flipgrid is excellent at listening to the users yep. and making what they want. So they have the discovery library, the disco library. Disco the disco library. Yeah. Where you can go find lessons that other people have planned that were successful and go plug them right into your stuff. They have grid pals mm-hmm. where you can get connected to other classes um, around the world or around the country right. or whatever. They have this brand new camera that lets you add filters and text yep. and emojis and do a whiteboard. And I mean, that and it does captions now yeah. too. Oh, that's captions. right. Yeah. Live yeah. captions. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Um, so you've got that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other thing? There was something else. And now it has the AR as well. That was so the other thing. Yes. AR. That's yes. right. Flipgrid AR, which is, I mean, I've just started to scratch the surface on that. There's Absolutely. tons of cool things you can do with that. It's like, there's so many good things within that. Um, you know, I think a, a runner up to that, that has a lot of potential like that is Seesaw. Um, and you I, use Seesaw, right? You a lot have, of our schools use yeah. Seesaw. Yeah. And I've just learned that recently Seesaw is making a push towards Chromebooks and is making a push towards uh, relevance in middle school and high school. Mm. And um, they've got 
lots of new creation tools out there. And so it's another one that has lots of really good features under one umbrella. So I think those are probably two of the favorites right now. I can think back to last year. You were obsessed with Flipgrid last year. Yeah, and I now, still am obsessed with I, mm-hmm. I, I ask all my teachers at Pioneer. I showed them all Flipgrid this year. This I, showed my, I showed my music teachers Flipgrid, and they, like, I was sort of afraid that they were going to be like, yeah, you know, this is great, but thanks. And they were like, wait a second. I'm setting this up. One of them went, she put every single, because her students have to do, they have to record themselves playing. Yeah, yeah. And she's been like, they record on their phone and she just stands and listens to them. Yes. And then it's gone and she just assesses it or whatever. Yes. And I said, do it this way. And she plugged in for like every, she does nine through 12. And she plugged in all of the different assignments that they had, set the dates so she didn't have to worry about it. I'm like, you can copy that into next year. You're going to be set. Mm -hmm. She put all that time in and she's so excited about it because she's like, she's like, I ordered webcams for my desktop camp, like my my desktop computers. Like I'm set for this. She just took it and ran. And I was like, awesome. And we demoed it for Tech Tools for Admins last year. And we had an administrator who used it for a monthly check-in with their oh, teachers. That. That's cool. I've got to say, um, Flipgrid is a game changer for music teachers. Yeah. And that's about the third or fourth time that I've heard that where, you know, music teachers where they have to, like, like you said, um, you know, listening to students perform mm-hmm. is a fleeting thing, right. but if you can go back and listen to it, mm-hmm. or if you can have kids record asynchronously and then you can go listen. And I've heard people who do, um, have you ever heard of uh, recorder karate? I no. think is what it's called. No. <laughs> That's where kids learn different things on the recorders. Okay. And then whenever they meet a, a benchmark, they get a new belt. Okay. Which is a piece of yarn that they put on the end of their oh, recorder. Cute. Isn't that great? Oh. And so I've heard of teachers that have done recorder karate and have um, you know, graded all of the different benchmarks through Flipgrid. That's amazing. It's changed everything. So. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My once I introduced it, they were just like they had and, and that's the thing. You give them the tool, and then they see all, a lot of times, they can see all the different uses. Yes. You just give the basics mm-hmm. of, like, here's where we're at. This is what we got. And they, like, just took it and ran. It was awesome. Yep. And I was working with some art teachers, too. Yes. And they're like, well, we could get kids to do critiques this mm-hmm. way. We could, And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's your tool. You figure out because yeah. it really is a great and. The Great AR job. feature, I think, is going to be huge for art teachers, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't talked to very many of them yet, but I can just see yeah. lots of connections. Oh, absolutely. This is the first time I can say that my non-techie wife, who <laughs> teaches fifth grade in Pennsylvania. Your has, poor wife. I know. She, well, poor wife for many reasons. <laughs> she has to deal the with. The non-techie wife. She has to deal with me on a daily basis. Right. Um, but she has jumped on the Flipgrid AR for her centers. So in her, oh, yeah. she records it once and posts it on her center descriptions mm-hmm. so that the students can just shine it with their device, hit the QR code, and up pops her video of what she wants the students to do with the centers. And then she can keep those cards for the following years and years and years. It's awesome. Done. And it's yep. done. Yeah. And it's done. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. Shout out to Lisa. Yay, yeah, Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> Good job, Lisa. <laughs> oh, Lisa. <laughs> Poor thing. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Matt, what advice do you have for administrators who may hear all their teachers coming back from a ditch that textbook or uh-huh. ditch that homework seminar uh-huh. and might be shuddering in fear? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, some some places where, where I go, sometimes the, uh, the, the leadership is, you know, very careful about going, you know, guys, I know we've got this guy here and he's nice and everything, <laughs> but, uh, you know, about those textbooks and... You know, I've, I've got to echo that. Um, I think sometimes people 
I didn't, I didn't realize how controversial the name Ditch That Textbook was when I came up with it. <laughs> I didn't realize it. And um, I've found that I need to remind people that I'm not suggesting that textbooks are evil. Right. And that using them is evil. You know, textbooks are a resource. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want to do is take resources out of the hands of teachers and students. But I also believe that we can do so much more than what we were talking about earlier, marching chapter by chapter through the textbooks, answering the discussion questions, and assigning worksheets. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of what the book and the blog have all become is just my journey for the last 10 years of answering that question we talked about earlier mm -hmm. are teachers more aren't teachers more than the table of contents of their textbook right and if so what does that look like and so just little by little trying to figure out can we do better and different than that right and so i think that's really what if, to those administrators who <laughs> hear them coming back and going yeah this was great don't worry right right <laughs> you know? right that's that's not what it's what it's really about it's about doing what's best for kids. Right, and it's about shaping learning experiences with kids at the center yeah. of it, really. Yeah. Everything that we did today, it was very much the student's learning journey mm -hmm. through the content, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is what school should be, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. Yeah. not as scary as it sounds, right. but very provocative name. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. More so than I expected it to right. be. Right, that's funny. Awesome. I'm following up here on the uh, hashtag C.A. Bosi's Tech Camp. So for those of you who missed today, mm. you can feel free to follow along with the conversation. People are still tweeting. I just got home from a great day one. Thank you, Matt Miller. Oh. Uh, it's awesome to see all these. Awesome there was some tweets. really good energy in the room today. There was. There really was. was fun, I think yeah. you fired some people up. I hope so. But don't be scared, administrators. Not fired up in a bad way. That's right. Right. <laughs> There's not going to be a seismic shift right now. Right, catch, uh, right. I think there's just a lot, of, mm -hmm. a lot of ideas floating around. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, Matt, thank you very much for coming to our area. Yeah. I know it's been a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for mm -hmm. what seems like 365 days, oh, I feel yes. like. Right. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. I know I've got some new ideas to take back to the classroom. I know Sarah's already got a yep. list, too. And, yeah. I'm buzzing as well. I and You know, i got to tell you... Um, you know, I, I get to go, I'm blessed to get to go lots of different places mm -hmm. around the country and even outside sometimes. And, um, you know, I could tell this group that I got to meet and the ones that I met at Erie One, um, there are lots of really sharp teachers mm -hmm. who are doing cool things, not just with technology, but just in rethinking how we can do education yep. better. There are some really, really good people around here. This is, you know, this this is a good spot, I think, if I could take my kids someplace, <laughs> this is this is a great great option. We so do have really amazing teachers. We really this do, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, this is somebody who doesn't live here coming <laughs> in to say, you know, after all of the places that I've been, I can tell Aww. there's there's something special here. Well, we appreciate but, that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All true. Oh, and thanks for agreeing to jump on the podcast. Yes, yeah. thank you so my much. First episode. I know you did great. Land Matt Miller. You right? did. I know. I know. Where? Yeah. How do we, how do we follow up? With I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have to think of something. Yeah. So how awesome was that? Getting a chance to sit down with relevant author Matt Miller, pick his brain. It was fantastic. And a podcaster himself. Yes. Talk about being really nervous. And he was super impressed with the setup that we have. I know. I was shocked. And I wish I could take any credit for it, but I can't. 
Um, this really was Tim Clark's brainchild. And we we did post all of the things that we use for our podcasting in our last episode on podcasting with Brendan. So if you're interested, that's kind of a flashback there. But anyhow, sorry for the tangent. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> So, yeah, it was great to have Matt. It was great to sit down with him. I feel like our region is still buzzing um, after getting to spend a day with him and his ideas. Um, so it'll be great to see that impact throughout the year. Right. And as I look forward to going and visiting all these schools that I work with, hoping to see some of the practices and implementations being used um, because that's going to make my job a little bit easier. I, th- I think you will, too. If you did miss Summer Tech Camp, though, uh, Matt shared resources for us at a website. It's ditchthattextbook.com slash cataragus. And you can always follow along on Twitter using the hashtag Camp. You can see what everybody posted and shared. Uh, yeah, it's people like, are still posting. Yeah, it's like reliving Summer Tech Camp. It is. And um, that website that you gave, Ditch That Textbook, Dot com is Matt's blog, which you should take a look at anyways, because it's a phenomenal resource. And he actually curated a list of things for us on the Cataraugus, um part of the website that mm-hmm. that Ryan just shared. And it's it's all the little bits and pieces that he shared with us um, at Summer Tech Camp. So if you forgot about it or if you forgot the resource that's there for you um, to take a look at. And, you know, as you kind of build your rep- repertoire, follow along on his blog and look at the new new things and the things that he updates because he's, again, a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of ideas. And Sarah, we came in today to the office to do a postcard from Matt. So yeah. we want to say thank you to Matt. That was so sweet. Yes, thank you, Matt. We loved that. It was pretty cool to get a postcard in the mail from Matt with pictures from our tech camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a great day and it, again, so much fun to relive. Um so yeah. So if you want to reach out to us if there's anything that you're interested in or if you have any questions, feel free to contact us at CA Today Podcast on Twitter and you can follow us also on Instagram, um CA Today Podcast there as well. Um, feel free to follow Matt Miller. He's at J Matt Miller on Twitter again for lots of ideas and he's super responsive. Um, great guy, um, great person to connect to and, and lots of great ideas for the classroom. Correct. So Ryan, great job today. Thank you. My first time. Not too bad. (laughs) You did great. We have lots of great shows planned, um, for the upcoming months. So stay tuned. Uh, thank you for listening to CA today. We hope to see you soon.